0: Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down, sign up, talk it up, and let's see what we can figure out. Today is my first in a series that I'm calling Walk a Mile in My Shoes. And there are stories from around the globe, interviews with regular people, about their experience living somewhere besides the U.S., Americans seem to think sometimes that the world is the world from an American's point of view and outside of this country is a vastly different place. Most of us don't ever get to get outside this country and go to these other places and so in an effort to inform and educate I'm going around the globe interviewing individuals, just regular people, on their perspective and their perception of life in their country, where they live, whether it be as Americans living abroad or as foreigners and their views on America. And I think it's really important if one can't actually get on a plane and fly across the ocean to be in another culture and immerse themselves in another culture, that one take the time to learn about that other culture so that there's a A point of understanding a place to start to relate because cultures are vastly different and I've said this many times and I and I will say this again is that I think that dialogue and understanding is the key to coming to some common ground to coming to some common understanding and finding a place where we can come together and relate as a global people because relating as global people ultimately is going to be the thing that allows us to have a peaceful world. So this is my first in series, and so I am thrilled to welcome uh, Josh. For everybody out there listening, this is uh, Josh in Japan. And, Hello. And uh, he runs a, uh, a podcast out of, um, you're going to have to help me here. Yokosuka. Yokosuka, Japan. Uh Josh is uh, stationed there on active duty for the U.S. Navy. So so tell me about Josh in Japan. You've been there almost six years now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, how do you like it? How, I, how did you get there? And how do you think um, over the years, you know, from when you landed to now, your your opinion and views um, have, have changed or have grown about the culture, about Japan in general?
1: Well, uh, I actually first came to japan with uh deployment orders from my from my specialization school um i finished up my schooling and my schooling was for uh, the mark 86 five inch gunfire control system i uh pretty much was learning how to shoot big five inch cannons off the uh cruisers and destroyers so after i finished school in san diego i came here to japan and um from there, I just was on the boat for two years. And while I was on the boat, I met my my wonderful wife while I was here. And uh, from then on, I, I went ahead and changed jobs, and now I'm a hospital corpsman. And um, that that's about it. I'm, I'm planning on getting out, hopefully, either in the next couple months or in the next couple years. It depends on some paperwork that's going through right now. But um, for the most part, my, my time in Japan has, has broadened my... my my perception of the international community I guess you could say. And now it's with, with building my family and, and spending so much time here, I'm realizing that it's not really a tourist attraction anymore, it's more of a, uh, a ideal of where is it better to raise my family, in the US or, or here in Japan? And I'm starting to realize that the cultural differences here in Japan as compared to the US are more beneficial for raising a family. Um, just really? the crime rates the the schooling systems, everything it 's just w- way more optimized for <laughs> a positive family experience here in Japan as compared to to the u s
0: Wow, no kidding that 's really interesting. Yeah. So do you think you 'll stay there?
1: I most definitely will stay here that 's my plan
0: How do you find the uh, Japanese people feel uh, about Americans and about and about the u s military being
1: there? Um, the Japanese people as a whole are very accepting of us. I've really never come across anybody totally irate or hostile uh, to Americans or to us being here in general. Uh, we've been here for over, you know, for right at 60 years now. Probably 56 of those unobjection. You know, we ha- we've been here unobjected by the government. And it's just been a positive experience for what I've heard and from what I've read and, and from my experiences, it's been just a total positive experience for the last 55 or so years. Uh, we're, we're providing a service to their country by physically protecting them. And in turn, they're uh, providing us with a, a platform to, uh, to project our forces out within the world for if anything happens.
0: So tell me something. Is your, is your wife a Japanese? Yep. She, yep. she is. That's wonderful. So you're really She's getting right the here. whole the whole cross culture.
1: Yep, yep. I'm I'm learning if I if I were not married to a Japanese woman, I probably would have already left the country and I would have learned nothing else about the Japanese culture other than what's right outside the front gate. Right. Right, of course. That's
0: absolutely <laughs> true, I'm sure. So so now tell me something. Are you learning about their their mythology and all their customs and all that stuff? Is there anything that you could could share with with um, the ignorant
1: Americans over here (laughs) there's so many of us myself included (laughs) I'm definitely learning stuff Um, every day I learn something new as with you know anybody who's immersed into a a foreign culture you know I've been here five plus years so I I guess it's it's all a matter of the way you look at things and, and what you want to absorb there's people who stay here for Ten plus years, only for the reason that they they make more money while they're stationed here, but they never leave the gate. They never they never go outside and explore the Japanese culture. They're happy in their little comfort zone of little America on base.
0: One of the things that I'm trying to do with my podcast, and I and I know all the everybody in this podcasting world, this 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 new little high tech world of podcasting is trying to find their kind of niche and do their thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got like I love your thing. Josh in Japan is very <laughs> cool. And, and it's really interesting to me because I find that whole Asian mindset fascinating. And that's something that, that you know, Americans are so Americanized. You know, the mindset is, is, well, if it's not American, I don't understand it, and so it can't be that good. You know, and, yeah, I mean, these cultures are thousands and thousands of years older than America. And I'm mm-hmm. sure they have a lot to offer, and that's what I'm trying to kind of bring to some of my listeners is what are some of these, you know.
1: And that's great for, especially for somebody living in New York. Y- diverse, but yet, you know. It's very unified. diverse,
0: but but yet it's all the the um, me nation, American dream. Thing. Mm. You know, you mentioned that um, the 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 me nation thing, and and I think that's really um, a problem because people are so concerned about the, you know, the instant buck and the instant, you know. The all about me thing, and they forget about you know the rest of the world. You
1: know? Yep, that is the truth. So uh, you know, and that's that's one more reason why I just I want to stay here and raise my children here because they're not going to have those those outside influences like that. You know, they're not going to have to go to school and and play the the you know he said she said you know high school politics game. It's a lot different here in Japan. I mean, there's still the you know the groups of bullies and then there's the jocks and all those other groups you know, in the high schools here in Japan, but it, it's just a lot more structured towards learning and towards development than it is in the U.S., at least in my opinion, that is. Right. Now, so.
0: um, the, the, the Japanese culture, do you find that you, you spend much time off base, or is it pretty much right now on base and in and around that area? You know,
1: That's a, a really good question, actually, because we, when I met my wife, you know, when we got married, I lived with her and her mom about an hour and a half away from base. So I was totally immersed in the Japanese culture. I had absolutely no American influence whatsoever. I didn't see any Americans until I went to work. On my days off, I was the only white face within a crowd of millions, you know. So it was it was very interesting. And it, it that that couple months right there taught me so much about my position in this country. Um and as the as the, the months went on, you know, we went ahead and we, we moved to a house closer to base, but we were still off base and you know, I learned a lot about how to to, to rent a house and do all the the, the neighborhood style activities that a, a normal Japanese person would, would do in within their neighborhood. Um, and then the opportunity arose for us to live on one of the housing annexes. It's kind of like a little mini base. That's it's not the base, but it's more it's more property that's owned by the Department of Defense. That uh, they just put housing on, and they have a little. You know, mini mart and stuff like that on it. Right. So we went ahead and moved on on onto uh, we ca- it's called Ikego, the Ikego Hou- family housing area, and it's just a bunch of apartment towers and and concrete townhouses. They're all you know cookie right. cutter style, box apartments and and such. We moved there, and just the attitude of the people there, the 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 behavior of the kids there, the the rudeness, the the just outright you know, lack of concern for anybody else on that, on that little, little piece of land, you know, just, it just totally outrages us the way people acted. So we had to move. We actually were one of very few people that actually went from military housing and we requested to move off base because when we live on, on military housing, you don't have to pay for any utilities. You don't have to pay for any rent. It's all free. Everything comes to you. Um, you don't have, there's nothing. It's, it's total, uh, totally free housing and, and utilities. And we actually opted to move off of that base and uh to move out into a house out in town to a house out into town because of just better quality. we want to live our Japanese lifestyles again really wow, and th- the American lifestyle is just brought over from the u s to these bases and I don't know it, because it's hard to it's hard really hard to explain a lot of these questions you're asking are hard to explain in the long run because These people are bringing the American culture over to Japan, and instead of trying to learn new things and live off base, they'll live in the the Navy Lodge, the hotel on base, until family housing on base opens up. So they move from the states to the hotel on base to their apartment. So they really never never leave America in a way. What's that?
0: They really never leave the American... No culture exactly. in a way. They they don't really immerse themselves necessarily in this uh, this country. Uh, they don't. They really don't. Now now, do you see yourself in Japan as as somewhat of an American ambassador, in a way? Most
1: definitely. Yeah, I, I definitely do. And and that's the way all of us should feel when we're over here. Um, yeah. The people, either the people that choose to come here or the people that are forced to come here by their orders, you know. Everybody should feel that way and that's that's another problem that, that arises is because you have people that are forced to come to Japan because there's a manning situation and somebody, you know, one of the commands, one of the ships on base needs certain people. So those people are forced to come to Japan and it just it brings a neg- they bring a negative attitude with them and it spills out into town. They'll go out into the bars and, and the the shopping districts and they'll just spew forth their, their attitude and you know it's it's sometimes very sickening you you'll see people that you know the japanese culture a very quiet self you know self-sustained culture they won't try to influence anybody else with their feelings or problems unless asked to so you'll see americans go out and they'll be screaming down the road you know they'll be they'll be running down the road screaming at each other and you know fights breaking out all the time people with their windows down blaring loud 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 music be it you know, rock, rap, you know, classical, whatever it may be. There's music of all kinds coming out of these windows off base, and they just crank their music up and they're going through these quiet old people neighborhoods, you know, where they're the the average the average age of somebody is 65, 70 years old, and they're blaring this loud music, and it just it it doesn't shine well on the American on the American you know, the American culture and, and the American people. Right. Disrespectful so kind in of. in that aspect, everybody everybody that comes to Japan is an ambassador to to the country. It just depends on how well you do it, how well you, you portray your country. Does the military
0: and, give uh, any kind of training before you go to a particular country in terms of the um, their customs cultures and what to do, not to do, and things like that? or no?
1: I don't know about other countries, but I know in some countries, like here in Japan we do it, whenever you arrive in Japan you have to take a one-week class your first month here. Uh, depend, It doesn't matter what what ship you're going to, what, sh- what command you're going to, if you're going to come to Japan, you have to go to a one-week class called a Intercultural Relations. Um, it's pretty much how to be an American ambassador course. Um, they teach you about how to, to go shopping out in town. They teach you how to go buy train tickets, how to navigate the train system, stuff like that. And they teach you what not to do out in town. But a lot of times people just slip through this class and you know they don't pay any attention. They're, they're, they're mad that they have to be here. They don't want to be here. They either had to leave their family back in the States or their family opted to stay back in the States, or they're just a brand new person to the military, 18, 19 years old, right out of high school, not knowing anything about life, and they're being forced to come to this foreign country when they expected just to stay close to home. So, I mean, some people take the class and run with it, and they do really well, and they're all about learning new things, and they're very open-minded, and some people aren't. And it's the people, and it's the very few people that aren't that make... Make it such a, a bad place here. Sometimes, you know, to live on base, it's the people that just don't want to be here. They they make it bad for all of us. And it's not everybody. It's definitely not everybody. It's just a, a few bad apples. But as always, the bad apples stick out more than the, the good apples.
0: Sure, sure, of course. Um, so, can you tell me anything at all about um, local mythology or religious practices or, or things like that
1: Ooh. that you know about? Um, <laughs> I, I I know the 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 two major religions in Japan Buddhism and Shintoism uh, my wife is a buddhist none of them are really practicing buddhist nobody goes to temple every every sunday that's not the way the religion works uh uh-huh. um, pretty much the the religions are practiced just on the holidays and special events you know deaths weddings such um, such activities like that
0: more a way of um, life kind of yeah. observance
1: yeah it, it's just and and they don't even relate their 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 activities in life or the day-to-day routine of their life doesn't really reflect on their, their religion either. It's just something that they're brought up with. It's a lot like Catholicism, I guess you could bring up. I I, uh, I was kind of raised in a Catholic household, and you're raised to believe the, the teachings of the church are the one and only way to go. Right, um, yes. If Many you steer away from that, you're going to hell. Right. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes, it's not that extreme here, but... Still, the kids are are brought up in school with you know depending on the school they go to, they'll br- they'll be brought up with their their religious beliefs, and they're told well this is the way we do it, you know and nobody really asks why they just do it, mm-hmm. and if anybody were to ask well why are we you know clapping our hands three times throwing a five yen coin in the bucket, and why are we saying these words, they're gonna be told well because that's the way you do it. So it's it, it, interesting. <laughs> it's not like. Yeah, it, it's not like there's a lot of, uh, I guess, in-depth thought of why they, they are religious and they don't really think of their religion day to day. It's just a routine that they go through whenever somebody dies or whenever there's a, a holiday of some sort. Wow. That is really and, and, yeah, and, and this is, I, I'm like I say, this isn't just what... Uh, what the this isn't what the, the country is all about. This is just what I've perceived of it from being with my wife and her family and within the last couple of years of what I've seen. You know, but but like I said and like I try to stress to all my listeners, I'm not giving out the finite word. I'm not hundred percent accurate with everything I say. This is just what I perceive to be. So please, you know, for your listeners and, and for yourself, don't think that this is the way the country really is. This is just the way I've actually seen it with my own two eyes. Right, There's is, always stuff that I miss.
0: Well, of course. This is, you know what, any, any, uh, any, any walk is, is a walk in your shoes or my shoes, and, and everybody's perspective is different, you know. Through yeah. One person's eyes is different than somebody else's. Um, since I can't get to Japan to give this interesting <laughs> podcast, you know, I rely on people from around the world, and, and, uh, and you're my first, to, to give me their perspective and what they see as an American in a, a foreign country. You know, how, I am how totally do
1: you, honored by that.
0: Yeah, no, I, I am honored to be able to have you here. This has really, really,
1: really been great. Um, this is the cartoon capital of the world. I mean, so Japan do, is 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 manga. Japan is anime. We uh, we have probably the most cartoons of anywhere in the world. So there's, do, do people, there's just an – I'm sorry?
0: Do people um, spend more time – Involved in in that kind of entertainment, or or do, oh, yeah. you, do you think the the average Japanese person is more inclined to um, watch a, a John Wayne movie or just some Japanese um, romantic comedy or mm-hmm. what's, what's the, the, the younger generations
1: are are way into the, the the comics and the manga and the video games and and such, you know the older generations really aren't but say somebody your age. You, if you were Japanese, you would most likely still, once in a while, read a, a comic or sit down and watch your, your favorite cartoon from when you were a kid. Here, as it is in the States, but I, I would say that as age as you progress in age in the States, you watch less and less of the, the cartoons and such of when you were growing up. But here in Japan, people don't stop watching the cartoons until they get much older.
0: Right. Is so. there like a favorite pastime? Are they uh, gardening or soccer or anything like that? Of what age group? Uh, what age group? It's really that polarized? Oh, yeah. Um, because the
1: high school kids, they're all about socializing like high school kids in the U.S. do. The biggest point I would have to make would be that when you first get here, you notice all the little nuances, all the little differences between America and U.S., the little things that you would never pick up in in you know, reading a book or whatever. But once you spend a couple of years here, you start to actually notice the similarities of lifestyle. You know, the, the Japanese people are advanced technologically and yet they still hold family morals a lot stronger than the American culture does. I mean, every night I take a bath with my daughter and a lot of times people in the US might find it odd, you know, you're a grown man, you're taking a, a bath or shower with your two or three year old kid you should be giving them a bath, and then you go take a bath. But that's the way that the Japanese family is. The father gives the bath to the kids when the kid is up to 10 years old. The whole family showers together until the kids are about 10, and then they start realizing, okay, this is a little odd. And then <laughs> it starts to break up. But that's just, it, it's showing you that something that might be odd to the, to the American culture, but to here in Japan, that's just one more example of how tight-knit the family is. And that's very normal and common. Right? It's very normal and common. I thought it was strange as hell, and I thought my wife was just out in right field when she was telling me, Well, you're going to take a bath with your daughters until they're 10 or so. I'm like, What? No way. You're you're a crazy woman. <laughs> right. And then once I start getting more immersed in the culture, I start realizing, Well, you know, I spend all afternoon and evening with my daughter. I mean, the I have a two year old and a one and a half month old. So the one and a half month old is pretty much my wife's concern. You know, my wife feeds her and, and does all that. She does the she's mom thing. Young, right. So it's pretty much my job on my days off and when I come home to take care of my two year old. You know, if I'm working, I come home around seven o'clock at night. You know, I, I make sure she's she's fed if she hasn't eaten already, and then I make sure she drinks her milk. I brush her teeth for her, and then we go take a bath, and then she goes to bed. And that's the way it's going to be until. She is old enough to be able to do all these things, you know, automatically without prompting. And that's just something that's not heard of in the U.S. That's just how tight the family structure is here in Japan.
0: That's really, uh, that is really interesting. So, so fathers really play a much more important role in the, in the child rearing than, than they do here in the States.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, there's always the families where the father's a workaholic and he doesn't come home till 11, um. And a lot of times the, the, the men will work from – ho- they'll leave the home around 7 o'clock or so in the morning, and they won't get back till 7, 8 o'clock at night. Um, it's very common for Japanese folk to, to work very late until it's dark. Um, I, on the other hand, I work 12-hour shifts, so I work 7 to 7. I'm home every night by 7.30, and I'm also off two or three days of the week. So that that provides me a lot more time to to spend with the kids. But yeah, I mean, the fathers do play a a lot larger role in the family than they do in the US. Um, I guess it depends on the lifestyle that the family has in the US, though. I mean, sometimes it's a dual working family and everybody has to do everything at the night, you know, at night, or it's a uh, a father who works and the mom who stays home with the kids where the kid the dad does nothing. Right. Dad comes home, sits on the couch, watches TV. And does nothing. Mom feeds the dad. Right. You know, mom takes care of the kids. Dad takes a shower and goes to bed. Right.
0: Is it common for women to work in Japan? I mean, uh, have Not prayers? really.
1: Not really. Are you talking about like a, a, a dual working family or?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, here in the states, especially here in New York, I mean, most people have two parents. You know, two well, working couple. It, most people don't have the stay-at-home mom kind of thing where. Their responsibility is the household and the children is is it like that in Japan or is it different
1: not really it's 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 very rare to find a a dual income family here in Japan for the most part the the husband works and the wife Takes care of the family now, you know I've some of the I work with a lot of Japanese people at the hospital and say the secretary at my uh, Depart within my department, you know, she's Japanese her husband is a web designer so he actually works at home so that actually works out they're a dual income family but you know he stays at home he takes care of the kids in the morning he gets the kids ready for school and sends them off to school and then he's there when they come home in the afternoons right and then mom you know mom still does the cooking but that's all she does um but for the most part the husband will go out and work and the wife will take care of the house take care of the kids and do the shopping during the day right um like i said the, it's a lot like the nuclear family in America from the 50s and 60s. That's the way it is here right now.
0: So is it common for, for grown adult parents, sort of like your parents, to live with you or, or no?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, if I were single, even if I got married, it's very common for the, uh, the families to live together. A lot of times when families are growing, uh, once the, the, say, in my position – um, my wife and I get married. We have kids. Once I become financially stable, it's very common for me to, if I'm, if I have enough money, to actually build a house that is a, it's a, it's kind of like a duplex. The parents, the, the grandparents live on one side. The family lives on the other side. That way, everybody is together to uh, to help raise the family. Uh, we're always we're always at my in-laws house. Always, always. <laughs> <laughs> but um. But yeah, it, it's very common. A lot of times uh, you'll, it's, it's not uncommon at all to see a 30-year-old, sometimes even a 40-year-old, still living with their parents. Right. They, haven't fit, they haven't met Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright, so instead they just stay and live with their parents. So it's, it's very common to see single people in their 20s, 30s, and sometimes 40s still living with parents.
0: Okay. Well, I, 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 again, I, I don't want to keep you. I have a million things I could ask you, and, and hopefully we can have another interview another time.
1: I okay,
0: would, I would
1: really like that. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, um, if if anybody's looking for uh, any kind of info on Japan or what it's like to live in Japan, even visit for just a week or two, um, I would highly suggest checking out my blog or my podcast. Uh, you can reach me at www.joshinjapan all one word dot com. Um, I'll post some some occasional rantings and, and ravings. Uh, of things that I notice out in town. I'll post those on my blog. And then every week I do a podcast, usually put it out every Sunday night. Uh, I, I read some listener email, you know, answer some questions about what life is like in Japan from some of my listeners. And then I'll just roll right into a topic. I'll, uh, I focus on one topic a week. Uh, Last, the, uh, the last episode was about shopping, just general shopping. I was trying to be as, as focused as I could, but there's just too much stuff. But I, I just take one topic and I roll with it every week. And then, uh, I play some Podsafe music at the end, and I just have a good time doing it. you know. I uh, I just make sure I get lots of comments and feedbacks from my listeners because that's, that's what makes my show. Um, my show is all about teaching people what life in Japan is like, and, and it's kind of difficult for me to just teach things if I don't know what people want to learn about. So I make sure to, to take the feedback from listeners and uh, do some constructive things with them, and that's what I focus on my podcast. So podcast... Visit me, podcastpickle.com, or uh, visit me on my blog, joshinjapan.com, or you can visit me on the forums there as well. I have forums.
0: <laughs> you're everywhere. Josh I'm everywhere. Josh is I, everywhere. I, uh,
1: somebody, somebody asked me one time, they're like, how do you sleep? And I said, I, I don't.
0: Well, you're doing a wonderful thing. It's a great service. I love your, uh, your podcasts. They're uh, well, very, you very interesting and, and entertaining and also enlightening. So uh, keep it up. It's great.
1: Well, thank you for swelling my head a little bit larger. you're
0: good. You're good. (laughs) All right, Josh. Have a wonderful day. You too. uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll talk again. Thank you for
1: having me on your show. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, that was Josh in Japan. Fantastic guy. Uh, He is uh, active duty U.S. Navy stationed in Japan. And uh, you should definitely check him out at uh, www.joshinjapan.com. And, of course, go to Podcast Pickle and uh, vote for him and vote for me, too, because uh, we're all bringing it to you. So this is Al at Iron Dove in my first of a uh, series, Walk a Mile in My Shoes. Uh, we were coming to you from Japan, and, uh, and I, appreciate, uh, I appreciate Josh's assistance in that. So come on down, sign up, talk it up. Let me know what you think. And go down, sign up, talk it up, and let Josh know what you want to know about Japan. Thanks a lot. This is Ellen Iron Dub signing out.